0: Counselor Accents Podcast, two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. This
1: podcast episode is a two-parter. In this first part, we do an audio interview with Steve Zaharakis. You may know him as Scoota Steve. He is going to be sharing his biography with us and telling us all about how he was inspired to create the program Scoota. This is a school counseling one stop shop program. Everything you could possibly need for school counseling is in this program, but he's going to tell you all about that. The second part is a video, so you'll have to jump on over to our YouTube channel and watch as Steve takes us through a step by step guide on how to use this incredible program called SCUDA. We are so excited and honored to share with you that Scoota Steve is offering our listeners an exclusive discount to Scoota. So when you get finished listening to this, go to myscooda.com and enter the word ACCENTS in the promo code and you will get a discount for Scoota. That is ACCENTS in the promo code.
2: I am Kim Crumbly. And I am Laura Rankhorn. And together we are... Counselor Accents. Counselor Accents, and Laura, I feel like we have a celebrity on our podcast today. We have seen him at conferences. We have used this product, but we are so happy to have you, Steve, and would you, would you, it is, tell, tell us your last please name, because I'm going to. Yeah, Zaharakis,
0: Steve Zaharakis, or Scooter Steve, that's what they call me. <laughs> Scooter <Scuda laughs> Steve,
2: I can handle that handle. Hey. Uh, Let's go to Steve. (laughs) Introduce yourself for us.
0: Well, I'm Steve Zaharakis, and I'm meeting here, I guess, with Laura and Kim. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess a little bit about uh, my background. I was born in Australia. I actually went to elementary school there, I went to high school in Greece. So, what was interesting about that is, I guess, instead of ESL, English as a second language, I did Greek as a second language. And then I came uh, to the U.S. I went to Lehigh for Electro-Engineering and Computer Science. So I've got a Ph.D. all but dissertation. Um, my focus was, is robotics and AI. And after graduation, I worked in manufacturing and then in um, the financial industries. And so I have nothing to do really with uh, my background. It's got nothing to do with school counseling.
2: And we kind of knew that. <clears throat> uh, and I, now I want to say Dr. Steve Scuda. Yeah. And no, I'm not
0: a doctor. I'm maybe <laughs> the, I don't have, I, I never finished. I'm one credit <laughs> short, past the qualifier, but yeah.
2: Hey, well, that's pretty impressive. And um, <laughs> Laura and I kind of already knew that your background, and that's why we wanted, I don't know if our listeners or everybody's aware that your background is not in school counseling. So yeah, tell us with all this all these different financial and and all these backgrounds that you have, how in the world did you develop a tool that is so wonderful for school counselors?
0: Well, I guess, um, I had never really met a school counselor, which is very strange. I never uh, met a school counselor at school in Australia. And I never met one in, um, in high school in Greece, nor in college. So the first school counselor I met was my wife, and I married her. So I guess I must love school counselors. <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, what happened is, um, you know, Laura basically introduced me to school counseling. And um, in 2014, we went to the Pennsylvania uh, School counseling Conference at uh, Seven Springs. Uh, it was a res- mountain resort in Pennsylvania. Um, and she said, why don't you come with me, you know, we'll hang out and it's a beautiful place. I said, great. So the way it was snowing outside. So, um, I actually believe that the more, you know, the more, you know, that you don't know. So I always like to learn. So Laura was going into conferences. So I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? I might as well come and be with you and just watch. So she's like, okay. So what was interesting to me was who do I meet for the first time? Trish Hatch. Oh, wow. And I'm listening to her, and I'm like, wow, you know, this, I totally understand what she's talking about, but I was a little perplexed because she's talking to school counselors and telling them what they should and what they shouldn't do. And I'm trying to relate that to my engineering conferences. And I'm like, I don't remember going to an engineering conference where they're telling us, as an engineer, what we should and what we shouldn't do. Um, and then on top of that, I meet Eric Sparks. So getting into, you know, um, uh, I guess the national model between the two of them and the um, mindsets and behaviors and everything. And at the end, Laura's like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff. You didn't get anything. I said, I got everything that they said. So what do you mean? I said, well, it's really kind of like engineering. She says what do you mean? I said, well, what we do is like my background is robotics and AI and like control theory. And what we do is when we're looking at changing something, we take a snapshot of where we are. We know where our goal is. And we then see if what we're doing affects the goal. So that's kind of like how I related to all this. And um, the way that SCUDA came about was a little bit later. Um, what Laura would do, she, was, she would actually ha- have me help her do tallies, which I hated to do. At the end of the school year, she put reports together. And, you know, I'd be counting stuff for her. And then she'd turn to me. And I'm thinking about the Eagles and football and, and all this kind of stuff. And she says to me, "What, what's your count? So I just pulled out a number, 123. And she's like, it can't be 123. She's like, oh, my God, you know. So I'm like, all right, I, I, I don't know. I lost count. So she's like, well, look, you know, um, you have to – well, we got into a little bit of an argument. And I guess um, – uh, You know, the argument basically is all that you do, meaning me, was um, I make rich people richer. And I'm like, okay, well, all you do is make little kids happy. It wasn't really that bad. My comeback line wasn't great. So she's like, all right, now that I guilted you, you're going to have to help me out. We need to do some spreadsheet stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll help. So uh, I was doing the spreadsheets, and um, little did I know she volunteered it for her you know, district there, so there's like 18 school counselors, and now I got 18 people's spreadsheets, and what I'm looking at is, they're looking at allocating their time, and it's apples, oranges, and cucumbers. Everyone's calling the same thing differently, and I'm like, well, there's a problem here. You need to have common nomenclature so we can categorize things. Like a long story short, from a spreadsheet, you know, we went to Google Docs and from Google Docs, it was just a mess. So she said, well, don't you guys have that application that you use when you're billing your clients with your time? I'm like, yes. She said, well, why don't you do something like that for me? So I'm like, all right, we'll put something together. So we started from scratch and put something together for her. And, um, you know, we gave it to them for free. And then it went to, you know, um, other schools started wanting it. And we said, all right, just give it to them. And then uh, Laura says, well, people are asking me questions all the time, the same questions. Can we put some type of a web page together so that people can look at it? So I'm like, all right, we can put a website together for you. So we put a website together. And then um, we're having dinner. And before dinner, she said to me, well, people going to buy it. you know? Can you do something where they can buy it? I'm like, no one's going to buy this. <laughs> so, so we put something on. Uh, the website and um, again this was right before dinner and we're sitting at dinner and my phone beeps and I look and it's a purchase and I'm like wait a minute this is a scooter purchase <laughs> and I look at it and it was from Copenhagen
1: oh my goodness
0: and I'm thinking there's no Copenhagen." this is what I was thinking Copenhagen Pennsylvania but there's no Copenhagen Pennsylvania I looked it up and then I looked at the URL and it was Denmark so our first sale of scooter. Was in Copenhagen, Denmark.
1: That's amazing.
0: And, and now, actually,
2: and not surprising because they are they are with it. Those Denmark, they have really got some things going on. Go ahead. So
0: Steve. now, is in fifty-seven countries. So I mean, yeah. it's in obviously in all states, but it's in fifty-seven countries. So so that's really kind of like how we got into Scooter and how Scooter you know was developed.
1: That Steve, is amazing. How inspiring. I know I'm blown away that someone without a school counseling background can put together something that is so perfect for school counselors. I guess you had a lot of influence, though, with your wife. so.
0: Yeah, and I think also that the um, Ask a National Model, I mean, the book and the implementation guide are great resources, Yes. as are, you know, the people. I mean, school counselors are very loving and helpful and, you know, we reached out, I have reached out to Trish in the beginning and she helped us out and I talked with Eric and he helped us out and I talked with Jill and she helped us out. And I talked with Mark Grants and he helped us out. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of work with from everybody.
2: And maybe it took someone on the outside. Yeah. Sometimes we're so close to the situation or the problem. We say this a lot that we, it takes somebody that's looking and go, hey, there's a better way. And this also answers, Laura, what we talk about. And when we're teaching students about careers, what problem can I solve? Yeah. You know, not what do you want to be, but what problem can I solve? And this is a perfect example of someone seeing a problem and then solving that problem and, and making school counselors so much better for the product that you've created.
0: Well it's interesting um, because sometimes um, you know you 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 put po- for me I think you pose the right question so the question is you know um, solving a problem a, a lot of times what I see is people and you know I taught college for a couple of years and there again it's kind of like people jumping to the answer without really understanding the problem and and here you know would it you know've been, we've been I've been working with scoUDA for about five years now almost six so and going as you said earlier you know to conferences and talking with school counselors what I find interesting at times is that that they don't have a true understanding of what you know the model is about as far as I'm concerned again disclaimer I'm not a school counselor right and really the use of it so um I think people get um, caught up, and, and I think that RAMP is a great um, framework for people to use. But I think people again get caught up with the minutiae and not really the what I think is the important stuff about RAMP and, and the framework. And that's really kind of like um, thinking about the problem first, identifying the problem. What I find very commonly is school counselors that um, inherit a curriculum or lesson plans. And it doesn't really matter what's going on with the school, but that's the lesson plan. That's the curriculum that they inherited. So so basically that's what they're doing. Kind of like paraphrasing it. It's like, you know, I bought a house and um, the, medic- the medicine ch- cabinet had uh, penicillin in it. So no matter what ails me, I'm having penicillin because I've got, you know, a ton of penicillin. So – I think that uh, the big thing is really looking at um, what problems exist in the school. And um, then after you really understand what issues you have, then trying to apply a solution. But I think primarily the big thing is identifying the problem. And then also I'll piggyback on top of that. I also think that one of the things that people do is they identify a problem but they won't focus on an area that they could modify. Uh, I'll paraphrase that. People try to heat up the ocean. You can't heat up the ocean. You can take a scoop of water and heat that up. What do I mean by that? When you're looking at um, making a difference at a school, you need to focus on the group that where you can see um, your influence you need to look at a a subset of the total. So a small group is an ideal candidate for you being able to illustrate the effect that you have on the school, on on, on the students as a school counselor.
1: That's such a good point. There were so many nuggets in there that were. I was just taking that Steve like crazy. Yeah. Those were so great. I love, I love the analogy of having penicillin in your medicine cabinet and and that's what you're going to take, that, that frames it so perfectly, and then also, um, you know, having this, the subset, that's just great, I'm going to remember that forever,
2: Uh, yeah, and
1: that you have such
2: a grasp of this, and and that you're saying some things that Laura and I have noticed, too, because it was with us, we came out of college, not necessarily ready to be a school counselor, and and, and, I'm you know, we were really unsure of of the ASCA model or what we're supposed to do it, uh, or at least my experience was that. So it sounds like you've been, you've seen that with other counselors too, they're really not sure how to use data or how to look for the problem and solve that unique problem to the school. Is that is that, did I understand that right? I've noticed that a lot yeah. you don't understand.
0: Yes, I think, you know, uh, again, Going back to what you had said, you know, an outsider looking in, sometimes, you know, we're used to doing something or we make assumptions that um, other people really can't relate to. So as an outsider, like a fundamental thing, like what I did, and this is like funny, but it's sad. Um, I actually went to Google and I typed in school counselor to find a definition of what a school counselor is. I looked at the dictionary, I looked at Encyclopedia Britannica, I challenge you to find the definition of school counselor. In any dictionary um, so yeah even when you're looking at websites I mean we've got something but um, what you'll find is not what a school counselor is but maybe what a school counselor does um, yeah. and and it's it, the question is it's like it's kind of like what you'll you'll find is how you know in, when you look for what a school counselor does you'll hear something like you know how a school counselor how students are affected. what a school counselor does but you're not going to really see the definition of a school counselor and you know i'm a, a geek obviously and um you know i don't know if anyone's ever watched star Trek, but there's a counselor troy um and what she did basically is um uh she was important that she was an officer you know in starfleet and she would actually help people emotionally not emotionally, but I mean, to really like kind of like think about things um, in, in a more methodical um, way. So I guess, you know, uh, school counseling is not all about, uh, you know, emotional um, uh, wellness, but um, really kind of like a framework for being able to think and, and to do the, you know, the achieve, to be able to achieve and, and, and so on and so on, really focusing on um, things that. I guess research has, has um, uh, proven to um, advance people. So I guess um, that, that's something that I think is interesting. And then I also think that, you know, when we're looking at research-based uh, results, that University of Chicago research that talks about, you know, teaching adolescents how to become learners is a big thing. And I think, again, that's the primary thing for, that ASCA used, you know, for the mindsets and behaviors. but Um, I think my approach of, uh, of, you know, again, from an engineering perspective, if you will, as school counselors, I love the way that um, uh, school counseling has been framed. So, you know, thinking about the beliefs, the vision, and the mission, and that's really kind of like reflecting on your own um, self-beliefs and really kind of like reflecting. It's a a little bit of a reflection of, hey, if you don't believe that all kids can succeed, then you're gonna have issues when you're trying to do something in the school district. And then when we talk about, you know, looking at data and school data and analyzing it, it's really kind of like where, this is where you need to really own your school district data and really understand your students. And from there, to look at discrepancies and say, you know what, there's an issue here. Is it closing the gap situation here? Or, you know, why aren't these students performing? So now after you've identified really the problem right so now here's what we're talking about the problem now you need tools that are going to allow you to solve that problem so if we've looked at the data and we own the data we understand the data um, uh, now we can start picking you know mindsets and behaviors that we believe will enable the students to succeed so how are we going to use those mindsets and behaviors there, basically, we're going to have um, to use lesson plans because that's kind of like how we convey knowledge to students, how we can improve um, things. And along with all this, when you're looking at your data, you're going to take a snapshot of where things are for you. You're going to identify an issue and say, all right, this item has a value of X. This is my initial value. This is my pre value, if you will, my baseline, whatever you want to call it. This is where we are. And this is the group that I'm going to be affecting. And and, and this is the group that I'm going to focus on. And now you've got a pre value, and you have the group that you're looking at, and you know what you're going to affect with the mindsets and behaviors. And then you can pick your lesson plans for that. So now what we need to do is identify, set the goal and when we're going to do it. So that's kind of like, you know, putting the the flag in or the um, goalpost or whatever it is um, specifying where you're going and by what time. And now implementing whatever um, curriculum, whatever um, lessons and, uh, you know, methodology you have to to bring on that change. And then at the end to look at that and define, well, I did change it or I didn't change it. So, your results. So, that's basically the end is your post and um, being able to do that. So, in the, in the again, looking at it from, from 10,000 feet in the air, the way that I, as an engineer, look at the situation is um, I would say I look at the school data, I take a snapshot of what I have a problem with, I take that value. And then my post values tell me how successful I am. So that's at the high level. At a smaller level, I might do, you know, if you're looking at small groups, you need to have at least four uh, meetings, four lessons with the students. And you're looking there, they didn't pick, you know, two to 12 um, for no reason. I mean, they want to have a small group that you could actually affect. So, <clears throat> so each one of the lessons, though, can have a pre and post also. So that way you can look at the effectiveness of the lesson itself. So we've got the grand view whereas we've got a smart goal for, you know, the goal that we set. And then I think you've got like smaller subsets, which are the lesson plans, where you could also do pre and post um, tests and see the effectiveness of that lesson. And then it's just not collecting the data, but then using that data uh, to put feedback into how do I improve this process? So how do I improve the lesson plan? How do I improve my program? So taking that data and, um, using that to affect, you know, what you're really doing. So I, I don't know. I I feel like I kind of meandered a little bit on that, but, um,
2: no, I, I think that, uh, this is counseling at its best. I mean, Laura and I talk about mediocre counseling programs. And then we talk about taking that, that
1: mediocre programs that we have done before.
2: That's exactly <laughs> right. That we've had before. And then this is a tool that helps you up your game. And, and, uh, it, and one of the great things that I learned from SCUDA and I think I've shared this with you, Steve, the last time we talked, was <coughs> I don't know if I worked it this way, but, uh all of a sudden when I put my, what I'm, my time analysis is the meaning, the meaningless things that I thought was meaningless, uh, like, you know, spending time out in the hallway during hall duty, during break or whatever, ever, uh, certainly su- suddenly becomes meaningful because SCUDA gives me a name for that. This is, you know, this is the area that this can fall in so that all of my time I'm using, uh, is is valuable and, and has value, but if to set up a, a program the correct way, everything that you just said, you said you were meandering, but it's exactly correct. It is, it's a framework, and you have to get, you have to get all of that framework set up right to do a, a program correctly.
0: I, I think in all of these things, uh, first of all, I mean, ASCA really de- uh, defined the categories and everything, and uh, what we've done is we've ex- expanded on that. So we, we took the ASCA categories and we basically labeled uh, activities that school counselors do. So we've got 250 something different activities that we categorize into the ASCA, the seven ASCA categories plus one, which we call uh, special. But I think, again, just to go back to a couple of points that you, you, we both kind of like discussed, I think the, um, what we're looking at in improvement in any field is, um, you know, incremental improvement. And there's a guy that I really love. is called Deming. And he was the father of statistics and uh, quality control. And one of the premises that he has is it's not enough to do your best, but you need to know what to do and then do your best. And I think that this what to do is one of the items that uh, Eric and Trish and you know, all the school counseling uh, gurus really are trying to focus people on. It's kind of like what school counselors should be doing and to classify those. So that's, you know, I think a big thing. So um, that's kind of like the categorization that you talked about. As far as SCUDA and the calendar goes, I think the premise there, uh, again, is again in in control theory. And this isn't mind control. This is like, you know, an engineering control theory, right? Um, so what we really need to do understand is that you can't manage what you can't measure. So unless you can measure what you're doing, you can't manage it. And think about your budget. Um, I'm sure, you know, the first time you looked at your budget or you looked at your credit cards or when you're doing tax time or whatever the thing is, you look at your expenses, and you're like, Oh my God, I spent so much money on restaurants. Well, not now with the COVID, but I mean, before that, Um, But you looked at that, and you're like, oh, my God, maybe I need to adjust this. Similarly, what we hear from people that use SCUDA and document the time in SCUDA, it's kind of like, my God, I never thought I spent so much time on Johnny. Johnny's accounting for all this time. Or this specific uh, topic is accounting for so much of my time. So I think that um, you're right. Being able to classify your time on the calendar and document it, I think is very significant. And I think that the analysis that we get from that is important because it shows, you know, if we we're before we even look at the results, if our time is allocated, you know, in the right way. And let me talk a little bit more about the time allocation, because these are things that people ask me all the time. The 80-20 rule is not, you know, an absolute again, my interpretation, what's important about it is that we minimize the non-school counseling time and that the majority of our our efforts are in direct student contact. Now, if it's 78% and it's not 80, if it's 70% and it's not 80, I mean, you know, there we don't know what, you know, what, you know, the reality is. And it's really irrelevant. Somebody that has Um, 80% um, direct uh, and 20% indirect and, um, you know, zero non-school counseling might not be affecting the students at all. What's important, again, is what's the goal? The goal is improving the student's life, right? Not the, the students for today, not the students for this week, not the students for this year, but their life. And who else in the school district is interested in that? Everybody else is purely academic. Well, if we think about it, and again, going back to um, the items that I think are a part of the rubric are the advisory council committee, right? So the advisory council, why do we have an advisory council? Because what we wanna do is to ask the people in the area, hey, you know what, what type of people do you need? What do you want, what do you not want? And if you think about it <clears throat> people get fired because of behavior not only performance but behavior and being able to um, ha- to have discipline among themselves to be able to you know um control certain things and behaviors um and these who else teaches that in school only school counselors so i think that we need to understand not only what is good for the student, what's good for society, what's good for and that, for for um, industry, for everybody. So I think it's important when you're doing the uh, advisory uh, council meetings to include people from all those areas. So I think that's you know um, that's you know pretty uh, significant as far as I'm concerned. The as far as the um, uh, the goal. We really need to keep the, the goal in focus. So the goal really is the student. It's not the time. It's not, you know, um, the statistics. It's not um, what your user, I mean, the user of time analysis is a tool, but uh, being able to uh, identify your results is more important.
2: Well said, I, I, that is, that's true. We can get caught up into the data. And what you're saying is this is a great tool for us to to organize our data, but we can't lose sight of, of <coughs> what the ultimate goal is, and that is for the students. Um, we If absolutely, I could just say one, one more yeah.
0: thing, sorry about that, back no. on, the, on the time. I mean, with the student services and the program planning part, okay, um, with What's important I think also what the data allows you to do is instead of saying you know I'm doing all these things I can't get my work done that last part I said is what stays people focus on you can't get your work done now the conversation a school counselor can have when they're using data is different because when you're using data you can say you know what I've got we keep talking about minimizing my non-school counseling tasks and I've got 15% of my time allocated in non-school counseling. And by the way, here are the items that I have in non-school counseling. And it could be student discipline. It could be, you know, things that, testing. It could be 504s. It could be whatever, whatever. And again, five, part of 504s is not non-school counseling, is school counseling, but part of it, the secretarial part, is non-school counseling. So although it, it depends on how people do the 504s. So again, in the conversation, I think that it it you come across differently when you're using data and when you advocate for yourself your students and your program using data it's different it's not personal it's not you know us versus them it's not you against you know everybody else it's kind of like hey you know what this is my reality can you help me figure out how to do this best you know and that's a different conversation
1: you're right there is there's power behind the data and that's what you all make it so easy to divide out the data and um, use it to promote the school counseling program. I mean, it's just like Kim said, things things that seemed meaningless all of a sudden make sense. And like you said just now, um, you help us put power behind what we're doing uh, to the people who care. So this is just incredible.
0: Um, and Laura,
1: Go ahead, Steve.
0: Sorry. Uh, Another thing I just want to bring up, and these things just come to me. It's kind of like people ask me, you know, I'll be doing a presentation. They say to me, well, if I document my time, if I document my real time, um, I'm going to have 30% non-school counseling. And, uh, you know, should I document my time? And my, my response is the same. Um, do you want to live in la-la land or reality? So if you want to live in la-la land, show people what they want and you will not be able to change anything. If you want to live in reality, then show your reality. I'm not saying make it worse. I'm saying if you've got 30% non-school counseling, show that time and have a conversation because that's the way that you're going to improve it. And the other thing is, you know, there's a term that we use in technology and I I think, I don't know where, where the source of it is, but it's called the land grab. And your calendar is the perfect place for you to do a land grab. And the reason for the land grab, I think, is at the beginning of the year, what you need to do is to put your calendar together. Put your calendar together and have use the repeat events so that you go throughout the school year, um, and you set time up for doing your lesson plans and for your meetings, and again, Most of our users, after their first year's exposure to to SCUDA, I would say the majority of them do this. They do a land grab, and they put down like 70% of their time. There's a 30% of the availability. But why is that important? For a couple of reasons. Number one, it's when Johnny has an issue and the teacher's calling you, if you don't have something scheduled, then you're really reactive. You're a firefighter. But you could be proactive and say, you know what, it's, it's sad that Johnny has an issue right now. If it's important, you can put everything aside. But I want you to be able to have a choice. And the choice being, well, I have a lesson plan scheduled with 20 students right now. So um, what's more important, what Johnny doing whatever it is or the lesson plan? In cases where Johnny's more important, okay, you made the choice. But instead of just being, you know, reactive, a firefighter, it's better to be proactive. Um, and, and then also I think the other significant thing about doing, you know, using SCUDA to document your time and, and do the analysis and, and the prep work is, um, as I said, I talked about, um, the advisory council meeting, but the annual administrative conference is huge. And a lot of our users use SCUDA to, you know, one click, create this. And what's great about this is, you are creating an agreement with your principal, with your administrator. So you both see eye to eye, and you set this up at the beginning. And ASCA correctly says, you've got to get this done within the first two weeks, the first two months of your school year. So I think this is like a top priority. And now that you do this, when you're doing this, first of all, I think the feedback that we get from people is number one administrators are shocked (laughs) at the amount of work that school counselors do and when they see them when if you look at the at the um scuda documentation document that we put together i mean it's really it looks professional you've got crafts and everything like that they're blown away they don't know how easy it is for you to do but i mean um they look at this and like wow that is really how did you put this thing together and um it really helps Um, for school counselors to you know to to, to put a plan together and and to have the support of administration
1: I'm standing up and
2: shouting Kim ah so much so much this is so so exciting and it's mind-boggling that this is coming from someone non school counseling world I know his wife Laura. My husband has done nothing for me in this. You can imagine Laura. She has to be the queen of school council because her husband is the inventor of SCUTA. Uh Steve, uh, not only have you ignited uh, re passion for this, uh, getting into this Scuda. right now, uh, folks can get it's free, so you can go in and start exploring. But we're not done. Steve is going to actually do. Uh, a video to show us some of the, because he, he has not even, Laura, touched the surface of all the components that SCUDA offers. And he, uh, we're going to ask S- Steve, if you can come back and, and uh, with us and do uh, just a video and just kind of outline some of the high points of what this program would do for you.
0: We definitely will. Um, and you're right. I mean, we're not one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about also is um, that along with the statistics that the school counselors get, um, I wanna address something that happens with the managers. When the managers ask the school counselors to document their time, sometimes school counselors look at that the wrong way. Um, well, what are they doing? It's like, like big brother, but that's not the purpose. The purpose that managers, that good school counseling managers are asking for school counselors to document at the time is so that they can advocate for the school counselors and the program and their students. Because once again, the managers, if they have the data, then they can advocate for you. The most common call I get from managers is the following I feel guilty. And I'm like, why do you feel guilty? Because all these years I've been begging, borrowing, and stealing to get data from my school counselors. I get apples, cucumbers and tomatoes, and I end up spending 90 something percent of my time putting together a document that I think is reality. I don't know if it's reality or not. And now, ever since I got SCUDA, I see in real time the real data. And I don't have to wait to the end of the year. As things progress, I can solve issues that we have. I can help the school counselors. You know, at the beginning of the year, I can help them set up their goals, set up their standards, set up, you know, their advisory councils and the administrative, um, the annual administrative conferences and stuff like that. Set up the SMART goals and 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 really help them out. So as far as the man, the admins go and even the school districts, the great thing that that we the feedback that we get is that they love the fact that even at a school district level, they're able to get their statistics for the first time for the whole school district. They could go by the whole school district by level, meaning high school, middle school, elementary school, by a specific school and get the statistics for that school, all the way down to a school counselor. So they've got great resolution, and that's the way that SCUDA was built. It was built with that you know, intent from the get-go. So I think that um, what's great about SCUDA is that it can help school counselors um, advocate for themselves, their students, and their programs, and also help managers do the same thing.
2: Wow. Such a good uh, it, such a good it, it is. And and we have been there. I know school counselors are listening to this and they're thinking, you know, so many times we have felt when we're doing this, why am I doing that? Why am I keeping up with this? You know, what meaning does this have? So this helps give meaning and, and to understanding the true work of a school counselor gives it meaning but this is such a great tool and, and you know i don't know if you've ever felt like laura especially when i first started out in school counseling why do i have to do this when no one else has to do this and i think you've answered that so eloquently because i'm like the principal doesn't have to keep up with his time like i do nobody in this school has to keep up with their time or what they're doing and you do you can fall into that why am I being so closely monitored when no one else I feel like, and, I, and I'm sure they are in their own different ways, but you just feel like every second of your time, I have to keep up with all this data, but you're right. Once you understand what that can do for you and what the power that that uh, can bring you, and I think I, I shared with you, Steve, Steve and Laura, you know this, it was through my data that I was able to show Um, the need for me to be at one school instead of to be at two schools. So it does work. Um, And, and so you just, you just laid that out there. So I think we do feel that way sometimes that it's big brother watching, but that's not it at all. If you understand what it actually, it's supposed to be for.
0: It's also interesting to me that, you know, um, money we could make, we could lose, we could make, we could make more Um, time. Is limited time, you can't make more time. So we manage our finances, but we don't manage our time. It's a little strange, you know. So time's more significant.
2: That's so true. And and I think maybe one of the reasons that you were successful with this, Steve, is you caught you say you're a nerd. I think <laughs> there are people whose brains work differently, maybe on a different level, and they can see things in that data. Related way, and, and that makes such sense to you. And for you to be able to take that and turn it into a way that can make sense for us, I'm still blown away by this, Steve. I'm still blown away that you were able to use your engineering and your all these this background that you had and turn it into a product that makes sense to us.
0: Well, you know, um, one more thing I'll, I'll share with you. Um, I was a pretty smart kid. So I lived in Australia, and as I said, I went to Greece. When I went to Greece, Greek was a second language to me. I was also a jock, and I thought that it was cool being a jock, but I didn't think it was cool being smart. I didn't think it was, you know, that great. I failed my junior year in high school. I had to repeat my junior year in high school. I was top of the class in math, physics, and chemistry, I was at the bottom in ancient Greek and modern Greek and because I failed ancient Greek and modern Greek I had to repeat now Mm -hmm. if I had a school counselor I wouldn't have had to repeat so it really is near and dear to me what you guys do I think is very significant and from an again from an engineer I think that um what school counselors do and this might be a bad analogy but that's kind of like the the engineer in me i think that school counselors can tune up students they can help them you know unclog certain things or think the right way or cope with issues or you know focus more um and you know I, i i feel like i am you know when i hear things um, I uh, analogies come into my mind. I don't know why, but uh, like tier one, tier two, and tier three, and I just wanted to share this with you. Um, I, do you guys have a lot of leaves to, to, uh, to clear up in the autumn? We yeah. do. Okay, great. So I use the uh, leaf blower, right? So I'm doing the leaf blowing and I'm thinking, my God, this is like tier one, tier two, tier three. My leaf blower will blow the majority of the leaves where I want them. And then I got to take the rake. I got to go back to the same area and rake them, you know, one at a time or, or pick them up at the end. So there's my, you know, tier one is like for everybody with a leaf blower, tier two and tier three is kind of like when you're coming back, you know, for the individual. So, and so it's just, you
2: know, the analogies. Uh, Steve you you are a wordsmith also. We have noticed the last couple you know when we've talked to you, you just put things in a very practical analogy that that I have noticed that about you I'm just I'm just saying that that you you have that gift uh, that you can put things in a very practical way uh, that makes sense and, and with your analogies. Steve, we look forward to uh, the next part of this, which, I, you know, Laura, I'm thrilled. This is why we do this podcast because we, you know, it's just we are passionate about our jobs. We want to share with other counselors things that they may not be aware of or they want to know more about. And this is huge. So we look forward uh, to the next part of this where you're going to actually kind of walk us through some highlights. So we're looking forward to that, Steve.
0: Well, thank you so much, Laura and Kim, and it was enjoyable for me too. I hope that um, in my ignorance, there was some knowledge conveyed. Absolutely. But, um, so talk you, to man. you later.
1: Okay, okay. Thank you so much. And now go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash counselor accents and watch as Scooter Steve shows us everything that SCUDA can do and prepare for your mind to be blown, then go to myscooda.com and don't forget to enter accents to get your discount on SCUDA.